Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. It's Christmas time. It's a great time of the year, isn't it? The whole world changes during this season. So that's what we've been looking at. Ecclesiastes in chapter 3, verse 1 says, there's a season for everything, a time for every activity under the heaven. And Galatians even points it a little bit more directive when it says, when the right time came, God sent His Son, born of a woman, subject to the law. So I want to talk to you this morning about Christmas time is the perfect time, the perfect time. In Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 14, the angels appear to the shepherds. I want you to notice what they say. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. What a great message. Now, I want you to take a moment this morning, and what we're going to do is kind of shift then. This message was given to the shepherds, but I think this message could be given to you and I today. I think it's the perfect time for us to receive this message. So we're going to look at what they said and see how that helps us in this time, this Christmas time. First of all, it's the perfect time to reject my fears. To reject my fears. Now, I I always kind of felt a little sorry for the angels because everything, almost everywhere in Scripture, whenever they show up, what are the first words out of their mouths? Don't be afraid. I mean, that's all. Don't be afraid. We think if all they'd show up, be great. You know what their first words you to be? Don't be afraid. And so that's what they say. That's how they begin their story. Don't be afraid. You see, sometimes we live in a world that is very frightening. And we have to deal with fear. Fear is never a positive thing for a Christian. In fact, fear goes against faith. It's almost impossible to have both. Yes, the fear of God, but not the fear of what might happen, what could happen, what I think is going to happen. Don't be afraid. And you and I live in some horrible times. We look at what's going on and what's going to happen and how's this going to play out. And just about the time you start feeling maybe a little secure or something, something else takes place. And when we start being afraid, what do we start doing? We worry. And when we worry, what do we start doing? 
We start devising a plan so that we don't have to worry. Worry is about me trying to figure out what I should do and what God's going to do and then make me do it and have to do it and work at it and let me come up with something. I'm just not good not knowing and I'm afraid of what might take place. So I start worrying about things and create more problems for myself and I end up creating more fear. And so you and I have to come to a place where we're not afraid of what the future holds. I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't have to be afraid of what's going to happen. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 23, verse 4, he said these words, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me, your rod, your staff, protect and comfort me. Boy, those are great words, aren't they? And some of you might be going through a dark valley right now. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to be afraid. 2 Timothy 1.7, the writer there says, you know what? God's not given us a spirit of fear. God doesn't want us to be afraid and timid and shrinking back, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So in these confusing times, in these frightening times, first words, Christmas time, it's the perfect time to deal with your fear, to let it go, to know that God's in control, God's in charge, God's going to be with you, and even though you walk through your darkest valley, He is close beside you, and He is with you. Don't be afraid. Good words, good truth for us to embrace. It's the perfect time to do that. Secondly, it's the perfect time to reaffirm my faith. What does the angel say? Don't be afraid. I've got good news for you. Wow. You know, I didn't think there was good news anymore. All the news I hear is pretty bad. You know, if it's not for bad news, there'd be no news. And so, you and I have to constantly struggle with, well, I don't know what's going on. I've got to believe God, and I see what's happening in this world today. I mean, how could God allow a tornado to rip through states and people go through what they're having to go through right now? It's Christmas time. And it causes us sometimes to begin to doubt God, what He's doing Does he have a plan? Is he really in control? Can I really trust him? And so you and I have to come to a place where we buy in to this story that we're looking at, this season that we're looking at, that God is present and I can put my faith and my trust in him. Now, what's the good news? Well, let's make sure we have clarity on that. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first, also the Gentile. The good news, here it is, tells us how God makes us right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. And as the Scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. 
You have to deal with the doubt. You have to deal with the not understanding. You have to choose to believe in God no matter what you think or what you see or what you feel. That you come to that place where you recognize, you know what, this Christmas season, it's the good news. It's good news. It's the news that Jesus Christ has been born, that God became flesh. And I can put my faith in Him. Now, why is that critical? Because without faith, you won't trust Him. And if you don't trust Him, you're going to make some bad choices, aren't you? I don't know that He'll take care of this. I believe in Him. I'm just not sure He'll do this. And the good news keeps getting better and better because the bad news keeps getting worse and worse. And so I just keep putting my faith in God. God, I don't understand this. God, I can't comprehend this. God, I got questions. But I will choose to trust in You. And the good news is that God has provided a way for me to come and to be with him and him with me. And I will put my faith and trust in him in spite of my doubts. Now, if we're honest today, all of us have had doubts at times, haven't we? All of us have times where we have questions, but we come to that place where, hey, we're celebrating the good news. And I choose to believe that it's good and that I will put my faith and my trust in Him. It's the perfect time for that, to trust Him. Thirdly, it's the perfect time to remember God's faithfulness. What do they say? Don't be afraid. I've got good news. It will bring great joy to all people. I understand that for some of you, this holiday season is not a time of joy. It's a time sometimes where you have to deal with the grief of loss, where something has happened. And every time this season rolls around, there's someone missing. There's something that happened. It's just not the same. And sometimes it becomes very difficult to work your way through this season because there's sadness and there's pain. But here's what I know, that in spite of all of that, in the midst of all of that, there is still joy to be had. Okay, now some of you are going, yeah, come on, right? Yeah, there is. Acts chapter 2, verse 28. You have shown me the way of life, and you fill me with the joy of your presence. God is with me. I have something to be joyful for. It's all about what you choose to focus on, isn't it? You can focus on the tragedies. You can focus on what you've lost. You can focus on what you lack. Or you can focus on a God who is present with you and receive the joy that He wants to give to you because of His presence. 
1 Peter chapter 1. Be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you have to endure many trials for a while. You love him even though you've never seen him, and though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. Now, here's what we have to understand. Joy is available if you want it. I learned a long time ago, I can try to make a lot of people happy, but I usually fail at it. As your pastor, I can't make you all happy. Most of the time, I think I can't make any of you happy. And you know what? I can't. Because joy is something you choose. You choose to have it in the midst of difficulty. Oh, it doesn't mean you always have to laugh and be bubbly and, you know, pretend and put on a fake smile and all of that kind of stuff. What it means is down in here, there isn't a sadness. There's a joy. Yes, there's the issues that have gone on through history. But yet there's a joy here because God is in my life. And I have reason to sing, and I have reason to celebrate. Even in the midst of the hardships, even in the midst of the pain, I still have reason to be a person who is joyful because of God and who He is and what He's done for me and what He's going to do for me. I can trust Him. I can be joyful. And in spite of all the people on the news trying to make the bad news there, no one's going to steal the joy. The joy is mine to have any time I want it because He brings joy. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Joy to my life because He is presence. So it's the perfect time. Don't be afraid. Don't let fear rule the roost, and don't let fear be, well, but, you know, we live in a time, and this is going to happen. Maybe this will happen, and I can't do this, and I'm not sure this is going to work out, and, I, you know, might not find the perfect gift. Have you, ever, have you noticed how hard it is to find some things today? Yeah, don't be afraid. There's good news. Christ has come. I can put my trust in Him. He is one that I choose to put my faith in. And because of that, I can have joy. And the writer tells us, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that is very true, isn't it? It's also the perfect time to receive forgiveness. To receive forgiveness. Notice the heart of their message of why they were sent. To the shepherds, to us. Verses 11 and 12. Notice what it says. The, The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in the city of David in Bethlehem, and you'll recognize him by this sign. Here, here's who he is. Here's what he came for. You no longer have to feel guilty. Because I'm sure this holiday season, for some of you, it brings about a lot of guilt. Because it can be the reminder of broken families, 
broken dreams, remorse in, I wish I would have done this, I wish I hadn't have done that. I've got good news today. That baby that was born in that manger was here to remove guilt. You no longer have to be guilty. Why? Because you are forgiven. He forgives all of our sins. You see, mankind's greatest need is not more information. God knows we got enough of that and we don't know how to handle it. We, we don't need more technology and more, you know, people who can tell us how to do everything. We don't need, God didn't come to give you more money because money doesn't solve your problems. Don't need more pleasure. What we need is a Savior. Someone who can forgive us of all of life's missteps and all of life's hurts and all of life's sorrows. Someone who can forgive us of our sins so that we can begin a new relationship with this Savior that has been born who invites me to come and to receive Him into my life so that He can give me a new life and a new way of living. And He can wipe away my past and I get a brand new start in life. It's good you get a brand new start. Every once in a while, I play golf with the people I know. Pastor Blake, you know. <laughs> and in golf, there, we have a term for this. It's called a mulligan. Okay? Technically, by the strict rules of golf, it's not allowed. But some people hit a bad shot and think, I want to do this again and I don't want that one to count. You know what I'm talking about, right? You ever wish in life you had a mulligan? You ever wish you could do it again? Hey, I messed that one up. Could I do it again? And you know what happens when you ask God that? He goes, sure, take one. I'll give it to you. I'm the God who forgives. Now, here's what he does, even more than what we can do. He's also the God who forgets because we're told he doesn't hold it against us. God can forgive us. Our biggest problem is trying to forgive ourselves. And the great news of the message, it was the perfect time, the Messiah, the Lord, the Savior. It's what mankind needs the most. I need a Savior. Someone who can forgive me of all my sins. Someone who can come and dwell in me, God with us. And I can live for Him. And I will have life. Now, you have to be willing to surrender your life to God. Ask any lifeguard, and they'll tell you this. You can't save someone who's trying to save themselves. They will fight you and hurt you. You have to wait until they're willing to surrender before you can help them. And you and I have to come to a God that is willing to save us 
if I'm willing to stop trying to be in control of everything. You can't save yourself, but there is a Messiah. There is a Savior who is able to bring salvation. It begins with faith. We talked about that earlier, trusting God and then accepting Him. So this holiday season, rather than carrying the guilt with you throughout the season, maybe every time this year it shows up again, it's time to receive the forgiveness that God wants to give to you. It's the perfect time for that. The perfect time for that. And then it's the perfect time to relate with family and friends Notice how the angels conclude their little message. It's joined by a heavenly host of others and the armies of heaven praising God and saying, here's what they said, glory to God in the highest heaven. Here it is. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Now we know there's peace on earth, right? <laughs> not peace on this earth, not peace as the earth wants to define it. But there is a peace that God gives to us that the world can't give, correct? So we have peace. But there's always a little tag on this that for years just baffled me. Who are the people that God is pleased with? Well, as I look at Scripture, I think the thing that pleases God the most is when we love Him, choose to accept Him as Savior and Messiah and live for Him, and choose to love others my family, my friends. God's pleased when we do that, isn't it? So we come to that place where there is peace on earth. And so we come and accept Him and receive Him. Well, you know what, Pastor? You just don't understand. i got to be around these people on Christmas. And they just ruin it for us. Now, let me just tell you something. In every family tree, there are some nuts. Okay? And the nuts seem to blossom in the holidays, don't they? And they seem to show up. And you might try to work your schedule as much as you can so that you can avoid the nuts, or in every tree there's also a lot of saps too. Uh, anyway, you know, you can try to do that. Well, I could be happy, I could have all of this, I could do this if it just wasn't for... And sometimes God brings people into our lives to remind us how much we need Him. And how if we're going to love others, we're going to have to love God. Because relationships are messy. And relationships are hard. And maybe there's some people during this season that you would rather not be around and maybe you try to go out of your way to avoid them. There is peace on earth. Peace is there. And God says, look, you deal with the relationships that are there. You love them. I'll take care of things. Don't let them steal the joy that I have for you. Don't let them ruin the message of what it's about. 
2 Corinthians 13, 11. Brothers and sisters, I close the letter with these last words. Be joyful. Grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. As far as it's possible with you, keep the peace. Colossians 3.12 God chose you to be His holy people who He loves. You must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy and kindness and humility, gentleness and patience. Make allowances for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. You have to forgive others. Clothe yourself with love which binds us together in perfect harmony. And notice the little word. You might want to highlight it. Let. Remember you had to make a choice to have joy? You have to make a choice to have peace too. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as member as one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. So you come to that place where you recognize, you know what, there are people who are difficult. There are people that I would rather not be around, but I serve a God who is faithful and God is with us. And God loves them as much as he loves me. And I will let God take care of them. And I will take care of me. And I will be the person that God wants me to be. And maybe you don't feel close to God. Do you know sometimes that our relationships with others hinders our closeness to God? Because if we don't love others, we're not loving God like we should either, right? And so we have to be right with God. But you can't be right with God and wrong with people. It's Christmas time. It's the perfect time to deal with whatever fears you may be dealing with. To recognize you don't need to be afraid. To renew your faith. God, this is one of these times and seasons where I have the perfect opportunity to once again tell myself that I believe in you and I trust in you. And I know you're faithful. I know you're faithful. I know I can have joy in the midst of it all because your faithfulness and that you're a God who forgives. You came to forgive our sins. You came to forgive us for our mess ups and our mistakes. And you came to make relationships right. It's the perfect time to do that. So as you go through that little list, which one are you struggling with right now? Which one do you need to address? What time is it for you to deal with this issue? Maybe it's beginning a walk with God and accepting Him as your Savior. That's what He came for. That's what He wants. That's the good news. Maybe it's a time that you have to deal with some forgiveness that you have to give. Maybe it's a time that you have to deal with your fear 
maybe it's a time that you let joy be a part of your life, even though it's a difficult time. Would you take a moment just between you and God? Just take a moment, however you want to do that. Just say, God, here I am. Here's what I'm dealing with. Help me. we thank you for Christmas time. It's the perfect time. Because everything that we need in life is provided by the birth of that child that we celebrate. So Lord, help us to receive what you have for us and what you came to give us so that we can give to others. Thank you for the life that is offered and the love that was demonstrated for us today. Help us to live in all of that, we pray in thy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.